From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It's uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Brent Gunn. Bill George, who now made it back from his sprint to the car. And Carlos de Gilban Redneck is also here in the studio with us this morning. Live, What's up? What's up? Live and in person here at the uh, Beasley Broadcasting Empire. Yep. <sighs> what a day, what a day, what a day. Let me turn this down. It's a little high. What are, you, what are you talking about? This thing is my my uh, my ear things, man. Your your ear things. Yeah, that's radio. <clears throat> that's talk. a new name, uh, yeah, radio. That, yeah, thing? That's radio talk. What the hell? Justin's here. <gasps> Holy smoke! I didn't even see him. Timberlake. Is that the old? Producer yeah, Justin from Timberlake. Like eight years ago, man. Old old producer. Holy. Hey, that's moly. what you always want to be known as. Listen, the old producer. He look. Hey, he looks more distinguished now. Do you know what I remember <laughs> him most for? There's two things. Two things. What do you well, think they are? Uh, would be his. It would be his songs, his parody songs, or uh, uh, whenever he would rag on all of us with uh, sound effects. I remember well, he has a house full of girls. Yeah. He's the well, only guy. That I know that. The, he don't uh, go to the bathroom. The the crawfish um, thing thing of Bob. That little jingle he did, commercial jingle thing. You know what I'm talking about? The he did all the sign parrot ones and yeah, he did well, the yeah there was that but the the fast cast what did he end the fast cast with brought to you by no we did uh, he did the crawfish place out of Louisiana but yeah, then he was like get, he was like get you some yeah that that right there your mic's not on that right there that button might be broken no still. his button yes oh. his button may be broken <laughs> hey what can you can you hear me now yeah, I can hear oh, you yeah, now. now can you, you got me yep. yeah it was yep. get out there and get you some yeah, yeah. see that's what see? it was yeah there, there, now, there see go. that brought back that brought it back for me now and that. the <laughs> second thing that I remember for him for is General Hunting remember or General Gun General Gun yeah when they talked about General Gun season. And then he couldn't, he couldn't quite comprehend General Gunn. Well, well, yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where uh, he was, he's very talented. And I think the only reason why he came out to hang out with us today is because uh, mom and the he girls. Got, he got lost. Mom and the girls were at some uh, cheering competition. Am I right? Oh, yeah. oh, oh and, he need, and he needs to go to another one of those, doesn't he? I got to go stand uh, around with some males for a little while. Oh, that's funny, man. That's funny. <laughs> oh, man, Justin, that's a nice surprise, man. Nice to see you, man. It's been a couple years since I've seen you. Yeah, it's been at least uh, so I've been two do- years. That shows, two you how years? Long, that shows you how two long years? I've been doing this show because Bill, when he listened, to, he was listening to me first. Wait, right. last time you were here, uh, Vince was here with us. He came in and, and uh, Bart. Bart used to do it with us. Me, you, yeah. and Bart. Yeah. Sometimes well, he's asleep. How many yeah. years no, ago? We had, all know that. Everybody it been knows. Since you were producing, eight years, 
Four years? Four, four years? years? Has it no, been four it's years? been more than four. Uh, I don't know. No, no, we had. He drinks a lot. We, um, had, I, it's we been, had Justin, and we. It's had, been quite a while because I mean I haven't since I produced your show at least four years, maybe five. No, it's well, we moved up to Hudson about yeah. five years ago, yeah, so it's yeah, been yeah. at least that long. Yep. Well, yep. you worked for a while. You were still here, even when you were in Hudson. You were doing the drive, but then we had Randy uh, we had, Price. We had Randy Price, Randy. cat named Mo. We yeah, I did. Mo. I worked. I worked for CBS for a while before I started doing your show. But yeah. I was really just doing like you did early on, you know, promo stuff. Yeah. And then you know they offered me your zany show, and I said, well, why not? You know, what? What? <laughs> I love it. Why not? <laughs> yeah. And then we had cat named Mo. Then we had the uh, other kid for a while. Tran. Tran. And then we had the, the girl. The girl with, for with, a while. With the tats. What's her name? Yeah, I can't remember. Ma- oh, um, come on. I, we what's know. What's her name? Huh? The the girl that was uh, the other producer that went up and moved up north or something, she went on to Cindy the, Lou Who. No, um, that's not her. <laughs> no, no, the one but with we, the tattoos, man. We've eaten about six of them between you and Diego. Yeah. So yeah. she trained Diego. Oh, Diego. that's right. That's right. Who trained you? I mean, you better talk good about Diego, right? I mean, the dude's <laughs> gonna walk out, and you're gonna be left with me, and I ain't done it in five years. No, <laughs> no, 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 we we no, got no. dirt. We got dirt on Diego, so ah. he's got to stay for a while. That's true. Yeah, he made the mistake of uh, you know hanging out and uh, doing some things, so we got dirt on him. It's all good. Hey, you didn't know, <laughs> Bill was a fan of mine before he got on the show. Bill who? Jenkins? Bill George. No, that's yeah. not true. Yes, it is. No, Ask him. No. no. I've I, I, I never heard you before, man. <laughs> man, that's messed up. I've already, yeah. a, I've already asked him a million times, oh, and he was like, man. man, if I were you. That's how he always started every conversation. Man, if I were you. What? What? You got that on tape? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, I want to hear it. Play <laughs> During the break, let's do it. Well, welcome in, everybody. This is the Big and Wild Outdoors. The old gang is back together, that's for sure. Jonathan is out uh, showing pigs today with his uh, daughter, so they're probably somewhere out of uh, West Wyoming or somewhere. Listen, I don't know. I, I understand running around the state, but when you start running around the country to show a pig, there's only so many miles before I sit hey, there and say, why don't we just butcher this thing and go back home? If that was if that was my pig and Bacon I had to do, and I had to do that like almost every weekend, something would happen to the pig. There'd be a tragedy somewhere. Tragedy? Yeah, there'd be oh, a tragedy. Oh no, the trailer came <gasps> loose. Oh, Sp- oh. Spuds is dead. Oh my god, I think a coyote got him. Oh, oh he's got a hole in him. Oh yeah, this coyote. <laughs> you know? Haven't you ever watched Roadrunner? They get pretty crafty. Yeah, Acme. Uh, you know? Acme. <laughs> Acme will give him some sort of rifle. That is true. Uh, we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about today. Of course, Bill George in his continuing uh, quest. Uh, discussion and quest uh, with the FWC when it comes to the fishing and uh, all the other stuff. And it seems like there's been a lot that has changed from last week to this week. Uh, it seems that... Uh, in the world of, uh, <clears throat> you know, what, fishing, we're talking redfish, snook, and, um, and trout. trout. Yep. Yeah, and I, uh, I, you know, I, I follow a lot of captains in... Yesterday seemed to be a extremely large bonus day for a lot of them with the amount of trout that they were catching for their clients. Endangered species. They were <clears throat> literally, uh, you know, pulling them up every two seconds. It was, uh, you know, a plethora of of trout seemed to be everywhere in Tampa Bay. Well, you wouldn't think that if you actually listened to them talking to FWC when nobody else is quote listening. Well, that's the difference. The, the, 
they should go. The FWC should go check their social media where they're booking for their clients, so they can see all this, the slew of fish that they're catching. And then they're contradicting themselves because then when they go to the meeting, they say something else to keep it shut down. You know what I mean? And I, and I think that's you know they're they're just trying to look out for the personal interest. Oh. Not all of them, some of them. Most that's why them. they never hashtag hashtag FWC. That's why that's why that never goes anywhere, and nobody wants to see anything about it, and, and all and, the other stuff. And that has been my stuff thing from the start of this closure, is, you know, there was some unknown with how bad the red tide. There was a little bit of time we had some unknown, and there's one thing when you're in abundance of caution. There's another thing when you have the data to actually show that you're not in trouble. That the red tide did not decimate everything um look it, it just <clears throat> years ago i i tell i tell the commissioners book a charter call these people up that are complaining call them up as a client have somebody else call them up and say hey what can i expect to go catch in a day and then go and then see what they say and how they say it and then go oh wow wait a second maybe we need to take yeah. another look at this because listen when i used to go out of cockroach bay okay did we, you just say the word cockroach? Cockroach. All right? Cockroach we'd go out of Cockroach Bay, right? Yeah. And we'd go out there, you know, in the flats, and we'd be catching fish, you know, here and there, you know, some sea trout, occasional redfish or snook. But you'd catch a, a, a million of those puffer fish. You know what I mean? Because, mm -hmm. you know, when they bite your bait, it's like a beak, right? So they were messing up all your Berkeley stuff, right? There was a million of them. Now... It's the opposite. You're catching trout. There's so many of them that you, that's all you're doing, and then you can't keep them. I like that. It's fun to catch, but you want to take a couple home to eat when you only go once or twice a year. Sure. You know what I mean? That's, uh, that's a good thing. I like it. I, I appreciate it, and uh, I like to have them every once in a while. Yeah. But, uh, you know, talking to Bill George this, this past week, uh, you know, when we did our, our little survey on uh, the Big and Wild, when we did that on our Facebook page, it was amazing to see how many people responded and how many people it reached and, uh, you know, how many people uh, got on there and put their two cents in and everything else like that. And I thought to myself when I talked to, to Bill was, why didn't the FWC do that? Why don't they go in there? And then that way they get real-time data and real-time responses for what people say. Regular people. Regular people as well as guides. Uh, I mean, we're talking, uh, you know, reaching over 20,000 people right there on one post. But then when I go in there and I say, hey, look, to put in your two cents worth, don't forget there's a virtual meeting on February 25th and the 26th. It's open to the public. You guys should go and check it out. Well, according to this, it had seven shares and it only reached 151 people. Wow. Big so, Which is, well, I find hard to believe. But it, it, uh, The whole thing is... How they do that stuff is crazy, you know. It is. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden Gunn, Bill George, Carlos Lopez, Justin's in the house, Diego's in the house. We're all here live at the Beasley Broadcasting Empire. 
We're hoping you're going to enjoy your beautiful Saturday morning. It's going to be a pretty good day. There's supposedly a little bit of a chance for some rain. I know we got a little bit out in the uh, Hillsboro area yesterday, but not much. Not much really to speak of, but it was uh, a nice change of pace. I was hoping it would be a lot colder this morning when I woke up, but uh, no, it is not. Change of pace. Oh, my gosh. Last weekend... I'm hoping this weekend's a little slower for me than last weekend. Well, you don't want to be changing a radiator in a parking well, lot. I blew the radiator picking up Carlos last week coming yeah. to his show. Sure, it's all Carlos's fault. Yeah, he just has to include that part. Me, uh, the, you know, the, the 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 side reservoir part blew a hole about the size of my pinky through the radiator. Sprayed out all over a hot engine while I was in the McDonald's drive-through. Uh huh. Okay. Freaked them out. I said, "Don't worry, I'll pull out of your way just in a minute." You know, <laughs> give me my give, give me my, food. my sweet tea. <laughs> give my food. But but I turned around after that. Did the show. Barely made it alive with Carlos driving. Um, <laughs> then, then we turned around, got back there, figured out that it was a radiator, drove it over to Mike's house, went got a radiator, swapped the radiator out. Then I went to the Wild Turkey extravaganza just in time for the last little bit of it got done there ran over to the squirrel hunt which was incredible yeah I, that I was did, awesome they I got the some turkey great extravaganza pictures. i did i did get me a, a brand new turkey call you yeah, how, how much was that turkey call we don't worry about the people, cost. No, people want to know. We don't want to know. Who made it? What kind of question? Can wait, wait, wait. Tell us I got to break in. Yeah, it, well, squirrel on. hunting. Hold on. From a novice point of view, I heard you were out doing this last week. Squirrel hunting. Like what? I mean, do you use explosives? Do you use arrows? I mean, is a BB enough? What? The, what is the, it? The, <laughs> the legal method of hunting squirrels is whatever the FWC allowed. As so if, if explosives were allowed, then yes, we would use explosives, but we don't use them. But right? do you got to go full ghillie suit for a squirrel? No. I mean, like, what is the, no. what's the, is there the call? That, the, there you is, can yeah, do yeah. that. You, you can, can do that. Call. Sure. You can call. That, that is perfectly yeah, that'll acceptable. work. Do you get, like, a tail piece that you put on? Do you wag that bad boy up in the air, like, when you get close? You I could, guess you could. You could, but they'll ask you if you're taking your medication. Well, <laughs> that's what the, you'll hear. You it, know? It, it was funny because normally squirrels are easy to come by. This last weekend with the weather we had coming in, yeah, people were having a very hard time getting their limit of squirrels. It was a five-bag limit for the weigh-in, okay? Your but five biggest squirrels. Five, well, five is that you want to weigh. You know, it's only smart to weigh the biggest ones, but... Um, it's hard to tell. There's know, not a whole lot of yeah. difference between them. So, so you turn around and they had seventy-two teams. Seventy-two, a lot of kids. So many kids, it was incredible. No. But a lot of teams did not make their five squirrels. So, what I found amazing was what you told me. What? what how much money did they pay out in first place? Seven hundred and fifty dollars. For the five heaviest squirrels. Dude, I fished bass tournaments that didn't even come close to that, man. <laughs> okay. Well, what did Toby get third place? He third got place. like 388 or something uh, like that. It was some two, 288 or 380 something. It was good money. It was good money for, for a day out squirrel hunting, man. Well, that's because you didn't watch the Super Bowl. But it was, not, was totally against it. It yeah. was not as easy as some people did. But supposedly the people that did really good used dogs. They use dogs. Yeah, and get out there with a the, feist. The dog would go and start barking at the squirrel, 
and then the squirrel would climb down the tree trying to look at what that barking dog was doing. And when they got down there look, sitting on the side of that tree, they'd shoot the squirrel. Oh, yeah, sure. That's an easy one. He's an feist. It, but the squirrel just, what the heck is that dog doing? Knew it was safe from the dog. My father um, said that his best day ever squirrel hunting was the day that the barn cat, mama cat, followed him out into the woods. And when he sat down next to a tree, of course, you know, the cat stayed next to him and was kind of milling around, you know, was looking at everything. And, of course, they're very in tune to everything. But the thing is, is if you've you've seen this, Justin, where you live up there, if a cat goes out in the yard, every squirrel in the neighborhood, meek, 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 I mean, they start yeah, they yeah, start yeah. going. There, there he is. is. They all start. He's squawking. right there. Yeah. He's, 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 there's a cat over here. So as soon as the cat got out in the woods, started walking around, every squirrel in the woods was like going. So meek, now meek, you know where cat. they now <laughs> you know where they were. So. He was like kabing, pop one, kabing, pop another one. And as long as the cat stayed around and kind of wandered around, they would come, like you said, they would like through the trees, get close enough to where they could keep an eye on that on that cat, but yet far enough away to where it couldn't get them, but it could not run that twenty two, man. You know, one of <laughs> the best right the one, of the, one of the best tips that I give like new people that are hunting, you know, especially like small game like squirrels, I tell them once you pass and you're walking past, always turn around and look behind you for a little bit because I've shot a few that. You didn't know we're there, and then they scooted around the other side of the tree, and now you're leaving and you're walking away from them. So they think it's cool to run. Yeah, it's time. Hey, move. I can I can relax now, but you know the shotgun reaches a little farther, you know, and you just run up on them, boom, bushwhack them right there. Right. Run up on them, boom, yeah. boom, <laughs> right boom, up boom. the tree. Yep. <laughs> run up on them. Yeah. Ah. Hey, I don't have a dog, man. I gotta do what I gotta do. Well, looking at the pictures <laughs> from the uh, from the event, uh, which is up in Brooksville, by the way, uh, last weekend. Um, there were, like you said, I, it was good to see that many kids out there. It was, I mean, it was like 98% children. I think, I think we're going to get a call in this afternoon or a little bit later on today, uh, with them giving, calling in, giving an update. It was incredible. It really was. You know, we do the panfish tournament each year and it is just so enjoyable watching all those kids. And the one that got me was. At the end, there was all kinds of prizes for the kids. I mean, just they pull your name out. It didn't matter what size squirrel. You were just registered as a kid. They were pulling tickets out, and this one little girl goes up there, and there's a table full of prizes, and she picks up a deer grunt tube. And the mom's like, well, you know, you see this. She says, I want the grunt tube. I want the deer call. I want the deer call. <laughs> I'm not and, my, and mom's she thinking, knew. oh, my God, she's going to be blowing that all day. It's going to drive me insane. Yeah. Now, there was a whole container full of honey, and I was sitting there, man, man, that that's a nice, I mean, nice little thing of honey. It had jars of honey. It had jars of honeycomb. That's because you're an old man. No, I just know what I can barter with for honey. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? That little girl was going, I'm not getting skunked next year. I'm taking the damn grunt call, and I'm going to go out there and get in the woods and kill me a big one. That's yeah. what she's thinking. Yeah. Uh, she's out there doing her thing. But I know that Toby was there. I don't. I guess he was on a team with he, uh, some kid. I think kid. he had two, two, two kids and that he was trying to get so many with this kid and then so many with the other kid. Yeah, and then uh, a lot of dads and a lot of moms were out there. Oh, sh- they were out there doing squirrel hunting, and that's what we always say about that is it's a great way to introduce kids to get out there. It 
doesn't cost a lot of money. It's easy to do. I, I mean, all you got to do is just go walk in the woods. You I, don't have to really be that quiet. I, it's not like deer hunting. That's the worst thing that could happen. You, you're I, just getting fresh air. You're walking in the woods. You're having a good time. Yeah, you're the enjoying worst nature. Yeah. You know? I tell you, I, stole, I, I stuck out like a sore thumb there. I went in that, that bright Hawaiian black shirt. and yellow yeah. Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> and everybody's in camo. Of course. <laughs> and they're just Why do you say of me. course? Well, I mean, of course. He's he, always he, in that shirt. His outfit was just as good as any other outfit. You're hunting squirrels, for I God's sake. Sure, why not? I told yeah. him, this is urban camouflage. Oh, is that what it is? That's what it is. Hawaiian yeah. urban camo. It, it's, call, it, it's called rappel. Yeah, <laughs> it repels everything. If you want to go to the park, you know, and hunt them park squirrels, you can't go in camo. Somebody will say, "What the heck's that guy doing here?" That's you a crazy go in a man Hawaiian in the park. Shirt, boom, little pocket <laughs> slingshot. The guy show up there in a Target shirt and a pair of khakis. I mean, you're hunting. You're, you're ready. Up. You're a, ready to go. Well, can you imagine how big that's going to be next year? A Once slingshot. See how this oh thing yeah, turned out. It's going to be double. Yeah, you, easily. You, you go to the park, a bag full of peanuts. A slingshot and a bag of marbles. That's all you need. Yeah, I mean marbles. Uh, they're they're good. I always like something a little smaller. Well, soon, so soon, since the ammo shortage, we'll all be buying marbles because that's all there is. Be buying pellets. <laughs> yeah. You know, Justin is as, as competitive as your girls are. If you ever got them in something like that, they would be there'd be no end to it. You know oh. that, right? Oh yeah, I know. All the fun gear and stuff, they would love it just for that. Oh, how, he, how many how many you got, Justin? Is it three? It's four. It's four now. Four? Four. One oh leaving the nest, God. one just entered the nest. Yeah. Oh wow. So then the squirrel has nowhere to hide. He can't go on the other side of the tree. You <laughs> got them all pegged. No, we got them surrounded. All surrounded. <laughs> we got him surrounded. It's in blood, so girls yeah. run. Come out with your tail up. Pop, pop, Listen, pop, pop, pop. you got to be sponsored by somebody like Fiskers or something. You know, the pruners clip that thing. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. Got to keep breeding. Uh, I got to, you know, gotta, just like deer, you got to let them repopulate. You that know that is true. You know, they, they know their own. He has hope. Listen. He has, I guess. He's holding out hope. <laughs> Poor guy. You know he doesn't get but a minute in the bathroom, maybe. Four, not four, even. Five girls not even a out. minute. About not a full even. 30 seconds. He just goes to the outhouse. He, he just goes outside. A, yeah, yeah. put an outhouse outside. I just got in trouble for going outside yesterday. <laughs> I thought I was going to lose my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, you gotta, hey look, man, you got to understand, I got four women in the house. Uh, this is my only time to go. Okay? Uh, I work. Peace. Yeah, you, I work. You get a pass. You get a pass. Yeah. At, at the site, I got to go. Uh, go over there. Way over there. <laughs> Uh, but it was really nice to see all the kids, and I think next year, I think we're going to be a little bit more involved in this for sure because um, it's it's uh, it doesn't really conflict with the the turkey things that are going on that time of year. That's just before, and it's just before it gets those kids kind of geared up for the youth uh, turkey hunts that come up first, you know. So. Get some out in the woods. Maybe do a little scouting while not, you're out there. It's to, kind of a twofer. Not to mention, you know, it's right after Christmas. They got little twenty twos. They, you know, they got little single shots. Gotta they got go try it out. Tens. Yeah, they gotta go try it out. Yeah, they've I been. I think Toby used one from nineteen oh four or something like that. He probably, he probably, he probably made it. He put it together. Found it in a river somewhere up there around uh, yeah. Wakakola. Yep. It was up there in the old woods. Yup, yup. We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay here. we got a lot to talk about when we get back. All right? You know you're always welcome to call. 888 
Drinking Wild Outdoors, Brent Gunn, Carlos, Bill, Justin, Diego, all here in the studio today hanging out with you. If you want to give us a call, it's 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. Just a quick reminder, if you ever do miss the show, <clears throat> do what Carlos do. You go and listen to the podcast while you're out driving around all over the place, all over the state. You can always uh, go and check it out. You never uh, miss a moment here on the show, so that's a good thing. Yeah, I listen to see if you guys are talking about me. Bad things. Are oh, we talk it, about you. Only... Usually, no, 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 you usually know. if we talk about you, it's how you got beat with your own gun. No, no, that's just you. How you had to. Listen, man. Your I, OCD I feel, is I feel, so bad I that feel we go bad turkey for you. hunting. I, I let you win, okay? We, we go turkey <laughs> That's the only joy in your life, man. And he has to line up all the leaves on the forest floor so they're pointed the same direction. Listen, well, don't worry about it. It could be a superstitious thing. I don't know. Listen, not everybody's a woods hobo he bum like you that he, can lay in the grass and, and twist it in, in, in limbs he, and fall asleep and listen, have... Um, Carlos, crawling on Carlos if we cut palm fronds to hide, you know, and make a little blind, they had to be arranged just so. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You, you don't want to be little spotted OCDs. from the side. Listen, I mean, listen. He was fell asleep. Me and Eric were hunting. We were trying to get Eric his turkey. You know how that went for a couple years, right? Mm -hmm. And he's and he has he had a tick crawling on his back, right? So when Eric tells me there's no tick on his back, and I go, where's where's the tick? I don't see it. And he goes, oh, no, that was before. I was like, what? So what do you tell me now? Why didn't you tell me when the tick was crawling on him and he was sleeping? He was like, I didn't want to really talk then. <laughs> so I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Bill, check yourself. You had ticks yeah. <laughs> you might want to uh, He's laying check. on the floor in the forest, man. Sure. In the swamp. Why <laughs> not? <Hey. laughs> he falls asleep. He falls asleep but, everywhere. But I turned around last week. I went all over the place, driving all over. Then oh. when you got a crash, like. A turkey hunting. I'd done run for two hours. You you got to take a little nap. Sure, why not? He'll get to the management area at two o'clock in the morning. Gate doesn't open till five. He'll just sleep right there. He's There's nothing line. wrong with that. No, I I've done it before too. But doing it every day, I mean, got Listen, issues, man. Got people issues. are doing it now Listen. for a for a vaccine. So what's the difference? You, you what? Got, people you are parking committed. in their cars, sleeping in their cars, waiting in line. <laughs> Oh, man. It's good, but we, they're gonna give me a shot. We did that when we went duck hunting. The guy knocked on the glass, and woke both of us up. <laughs> yeah. We've all, we've all been there, Carlos. Yeah. I've been uh, awakened in the back of a truck sleeping before down around Arcadia by a nice law enforcement officer. Yeah, but when you wanted to know why you, I was in the back, fall, of the car when you sleeping. fall asleep at a traffic light. And they're knocking. <laughs> that's a little different. That's, that's Bill George. That's usually uh, when they come out with a Narcam. I turned around. <laughs> a friend of mine fell asleep in a gas station. He had pulled off. He was tired. He fell asleep in the truck. Truck was in gear. He had his foot on the brake. And he woke up, and he thought he was running off the road. So he went, and he hit the gas and ran right over the pumps. <laughs> You don't want to name that friend? <laughs> no. <laughs> was it Big Sugar? No. no. Oh, okay, okay. Wasn't Shug. I would have heard Shug. that story. Uh, going to get back to the weather a little bit. I mean, if you're going to plan on going out and doing anything today, we're looking at around a 40% chance for rain today. On uh, Tomorrow is going to be a little rainier, 60%, and then uh, 40 on Monday. Well, so if you're going to have like Monday off. Is it heavy rain coming, or is it light well, you know, the 40% chance, it's, it's spotty crud. It's you know, in, that, okay. in between. It's that in-betweeny stuff yeah. that we get down here. But I know a lot of people aren't working on Mondays, so a lot of guys are out messing around doing stuff uh, what, for what, the four-day weekend. What's Monday? President's Day. Oh, I got to work. Yeah, well, 
I have to work too. Yeah. Bill George has to work. Justin I has work. to work. Yeah, everybody else has to work. Diego, Diego will work on Monday. Mm, no, yeah. Diego's not working Monday. No? I do not. He, he not, works the weekend, so he doesn't have to work on Monday. He is not going to miss that mattress sale. No uh, way. No. No. <laughs> no way. He's going to be standing in line, sleeping in line. <laughs> he could go see Brooksy. Got to get that king. See, yeah, man, go out and do some fishing on Monday. Oh, I mean, buy a car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fine. He could do that too. He'll, he'll sell, he sold one off a, off a tree stand. He'll sell one on a boat. It's horrible. Okay. That, yeah, that is true. <laughs> Even with dogs roo, roo, in the back. <laughs> you know, running yeah, dogs. Sure, in Georgia. Yeah. He's whispering to his client. Oh, yeah. We can get you in that truck. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Okay. Well, uh, of course, we wanted to get back to the conversation with Bill George and his uh, ongoing discussion with the FWC. One that seems that uh, no one really wants to talk about, but everybody wants to talk about it. And it seems like there's only a small group of people who don't want to you know, talk about it, but then everybody else that it affects seems to be uh, more interested in it than uh, the other half. You know what I'm saying? So it seems weird that when I go back and I look at the, uh, the comments of all the people who were, uh, had shared our post on uh, other fishing groups, and how many were saying, open it back up, open it back up, open it back up. Which was the majority. It, it seemed that way well, for the vast but, majority of, but of the, the owners. It goes back to fundamental question. Why did we have the closure? Because nobody spoke against it. No. no. Yes. Partly. Well, we, we had the closure for a couple different rings. What is the reason on paper for the closure? Well, because of the red tide being affecting and affecting the, unknown, the fisheries, the unknown, and we are taking a, a, a you know proactive, cautious reaction to a problem that may or may not be there. Okay, so if the problem does come, it's going to kill all the fish anyway. So let people keep a few; at least it won't go to waste. No, they're still giving us red tide reports. I you mean, know, I no, still you'll get... get red tide reports forever now yeah. because there's funding for that. And there's a lot more attention. The governor did a lot to to do some stuff to monitor the red tide. It, there's a lot dealing with red tide It's nowadays, a good thing to but... hide behind as well if you want to you know, do certain but things. But well, it, it was out of an abundance of caution, an abundance of caution to a possible detrimental thing that was coming Due to the red tide, something they could not control. So, so it was they, not they because modified the thing they could control, which was people eating fish. So it was not because of so many fish were killed or uh, the populations had been decimated. In there Tampa was no Bay. data that suggested no. that. No, there, because like, if you look at like, the fish kills <clears throat> and you look at the fish that are there were in those kills, it wasn't killing your big snook here and all that. That's not what was in those rafts of fish, but. You know, yeah, you get one grouper, you get one or two uh, things that uh, roll in on the beaches, and uh, it's the end of the world, you know. And a, a couple lot of, of little bait fish, and... which we could keep as many as you want, okay. What, but believe to, it or to not, make soup? believe it or not, there was people complaining about people catching too many bait fish. Oh, yeah, they're trying to sell those that to well. somebody else who wants to fish, but um. Well, it just sounds like a thing to hide behind. Hey, for that matter, why don't you just wear a hard hat when you walk? Because you might get hit with a meteor in the, the head. The thing, <laughs> it, 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 it was done as an abundance of caution to an unknown thing that might happen to our fishery. And what I just got. Sounds on, like how we treat COVID. 
Exactly. What I got on Friday was the data from where FWC has been doing sane net. They got three different types of nets that they put out, and they do it every year, every month of every year. And I can tell you, based upon that, when you look at year after year stacked right on each other where the lines are on the same graph, it's hard when you see a blip that's the size of an ant, like somebody's jumping an ant on a game, to really see, are we in trouble? But when you put those lines stacked one on top of each other, it shows you we are not in trouble. We were When you look at pre-red tide, during red tide, post-red tide, we are not in trouble. Look, the occasional So we now have the data that says we do not need an executive order closure. Okay? That's that's that is what the fact is. On the first FWC had put out a memorandum on the FWC commission uh, page stating that they were recommending due to the data that they were going to rescind recommend rescinding the executive order. After meeting with about 40 charter captains at three meetings. Bourgeois okay, charter captains. Three meetings, mean. no more than 40 charter captains, which they can't even tell you who they met with. The, the testimony was so powerful, but FWC but doesn't second, even seem to know weren't who they, they met weren't with. Weren't these 40 selected people? They because were it selected. wasn't open to all the guys. No, no, it no, was no, only no. To a select few. There was one guide in each region who was chosen to set the meeting up. Chosen. And that guide chose who got to come to that meeting. There you go. They did not open it to that, every charter that, captain that in the region. That sounds like the buddy system to me. That's okay. what that sounds like. That's the, the honest truth. And the way I say that is you had people of like mind. You did not have a good what we call scientific survey, okay? You don't use a Facebook post to determine whether or not something's pro or con. When we looked at hunting, they did scientific surveys. How does the state perceive hunting? State by whole is okay with us hunting for food, okay? They don't want you out there, the sport or the trophy hunting. They don't particularly care for it, but that's not what we do when we go deer hunting in the state of Florida, okay? There's some nice deer out there now, but that's not what we do, and so they're good with that. Um, you know. But this was a hand-select few people, and those people, you know, it, they all voiced an opinion to the commission, and they are pleading... Do not open it up until you put in more restrictions. If you restrict it now, they'll be happy to get anything back and won't complain. Those are the words. They will be happy to have anything back. Restrict them more, but give them something. And after meeting with those 40 guides, staff was like, I'm not sure if we want to reopen it. We're going to now have to see whether or not we're going to continue that. I said, well, it's out there on your web page that you are recommending that. And they're like, uh, uh, we may be taking that down. And as of Friday, they had decided, no, we're going to rescind that and we're moving in a different direction. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Because it's based on the recommendations of the hand-selected uh, guides that were there at the meeting. So far. So far. Yeah.
Well, and you know the sad part is, is that could be turned over if people, like you said, would get on the uh, it, it's, the it's, website, write letters, well, write the emails, 10, make a phone that, call that you've been trying to reach. You yeah. know, if they, if if just a handful of those, a fraction, it'll be done. All right, we're gonna take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends out of Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Here we go. Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden Build, Carlos, Justin, Diego, all here. Uh, Just to remind you what we're talking about on this this fishing dealio, Mm -hmm. again, if you are a... uh, a regular guy or gal or someone who likes to, as Carlos talked to me during the break, was, you know, you might get out maybe once a year uh, with a guide, or you may go out once or uh, once every once in a while when your relatives are in town, and it would be nice to bring a fish in and have something for dinner for them. You know, uh, you know, Uncle George caught this really nice uh, little redfish. Let's go ahead and put it out on the grill or do you, whatever. You, you took your nieces and nephews. They exactly. caught their first fish. You're going to cook it. But, but if you wanted to uh, put in your two cents worth, again, I wanted to remind you that there is a virtual meeting happening on February 25th and 26th. It's, act- it's open to the public. We have a link to it on our Facebook page that gives you all the information on how you can either call in or you can write in. You can email ahead of time. You can do all that stuff now I'm while gonna, you're thinking I'm gonna about it. I'm going to email. What are you going to do? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to email. Bill? Well, because it's Bill early. Bill will be outside with Bill? a picket sign. I think it's because it's at 9 o'clock in the morning uh, when they start these meetings and all that stuff, and, you know, 99% of but, us are at work. Yep. That's, so, that's why you can email commissioners at myfwc.com. There's also a place on their webpage, myfwc.com, you can go there, and there's a place where you can go down at the bottom to the commission. You can click on a web page, and you can send the commissioners a message, and that gets to them. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, staff also watches everything that comes in there because they want to be able to, you know, try and educate the commissioners on what comes there, um, so that they have more of a background. Uh, to it, and they can give their two cents. So it's not a private chat with the commissioners, but if you go there, myfwc.com, down at the bottom, you can go to the commission uh, and and write who, to the commissioners. Who handles? Which is the main ones that handle the fi- the fisheries? What do you What do you mean from the commission? I know they have different. No, segments, no. Every commissioner sections. has a, a vote. And and has the ability to weigh in on any topic. Um, How many are there? Give us an idea. There's seven. Seven. I think on the big and wild page, we should put all seven of their emails and then just do a blast. You could do that, or you could, if you're, you know, but, under the age of fifty, you could also just go on their Twitter page and put in your two cents worth but, on their Twitter page. But I don't have Twitter. You, know, you can get you're a, over fifty. Twitter, Twitter dot com um, forward slash. Carlos has the best idea here. You drive people to your site, not yeah. to other people's yeah, sites. Come well, on, I, see, Justin, I don't, man, you I don't see? need them to go to our site. I, we need them to go to the FWC. So but I don't. I don't you need care to how make it easy. We'll, we'll do something because. I'm also going to put some stuff out there. FWC, back in 2018, I think it was 
April 24th or something like that. There is a meeting back in, in 2018 when we had all these new commissioners. They put out a whole commission meeting on how saltwater fisheries are managed, okay? And they go through workshops. They got they got a, a, a agenda that how they're going to approach their year, what rules they're going to try and work on for what species. And then you turn around and then they have workshops. They get diverse public input. Then you turn around and you go to the next phase of it where they have a draft rule. You got a commission meeting, draft rule. People will get to put in their two cents. Then you go to a final rule. It gets tweaked sometimes a little bit. Sometimes they rule with what was in draft. And then it goes into the final rule and gets approved. You do a little lobbying. You, can, throw you, that you in. do your lobbying. But, you know, look, like, like, you know, we've been talking about this for the past couple of weeks. And, some you know, we all have charter captains and guides that are friends of ours, all of us, and different ones, and some of the same. If you don't, if you're a guide out there and you're listening right now and you don't agree, 888-404-1010. I want to hear from that side why you guys want to keep it closed. Uh, you know, if it's legitimate, it's legitimate. But I want to really know why do they want it closed? What well, what what's the best reason why? The th the thing the thing that gets goes for me and it's clear and it, it's we now know. And we now had data that shows that the red tide did not cause any long-term negative impacts to our fishery, period. But, Bill, it's been closed for two and a half years, right? Not everything. Trout's been closed less time. They started out with trekking, trout and redfish, uh -huh. or snook and redfish, mm -hmm. and then they added trout because, guess what happens? If you can't catch snook and redfish, where did everybody turn? Oh, to the species that are open. Yeah, like uh, sheep's head and mangrove snapper <coughs> and everything which, else now. Which, which consequently, trout, trout have a high mortality rate, too, when you catch them. Because I remember Jonathan, I, re I heard it on the podcast. I'm, I'm going to try, daughter, some, I'm gonna try daughter, something here, Diego. See, see. His daughter caught one, didn't he say? And the guide, they had to throw it back. Um, sure. It was gut hooked, but, you know, and she was like, hey, why can't we keep it? Yeah, no. that's true. No, no. It, it came through. What were you playing? What are you going to redfish and snook, and now that they might target sea trout and take that. Okay, let me try this again. It sounds like we can hear it a little bit. We this can is, hear it. This is Jessica when they address the thing of let's are is should trout be of a concern because you know there was a few people charter captains who were saying hey people now are catching can't catch snook and redfish and now they're turning to trout. And so this is her response on the impact of people fishing. Um, there could be some concerns. I think it's legitimate that uh, fishermen that were targeting something to take home, and it was redfish and snook, and now that they might target sea trout and take that home, I, I think that that might be a legitimate concern. So it's what we've been saying. When you close stuff, they turn around and they move from here to there. And so what is the natural reaction of the guides for people taking fish home to eat? Let's close the next species. And when we, back in 2020, when they turned around and they looked at the closure and whether or not to extend it, you know, I beat up on CCA, but Trip Bachman from the CCA turns around and wants to keep the closure, but once again... I'll let you listen to his words as a whole. 
they sat there and say, not only are the people, you know, here's where we had red tide and we need to protect the species, but guess what? Fishermen are leaving and going somewhere where it's open, and now they're fishing there, so we want to close that too. Let's see if we can hear Good this. Good afternoon. <clears throat> Trip Bachman with CCA Florida. We are in favor of the uh, extension of the executive order. Um, <clears throat> we would like to also see it um, taken from the, whole, from the middle of Collier County down to the end of Collier County or into Monroe County. Uh, we've seen a substantial increase in fishermen down there, or the people that fish down there. I have not been down there lately. But I've heard from a lot of our members that there's a substantial amount of fishermen headed down that way. We'd like to see the closure extended, um, but we'd also like to see it <clears throat> opened up when when uh, when we're able to do that. So thank you very much. Okay, which could be whenever. Uh, no, the thing is, how can you in the <laughs> no, same that, that situation? Close the next place that's further here, here, down south. How can north. you in the same sentence say we want to close it where it can be open because we didn't have the red tide? Okay. How can we say we want to close there because it is open and people are fishing it, but yet I want it to open when it can? That's, 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 I don't want to use that word, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's it's, sort of uh, a nine in a way, but I understand what you mean. And we've, we've talked about this on the show many, many times. Not only is the species being targeted, that's allowed to be kept, but people look at home Sassa, look at everybody that's heading up north to go. What the responses that you'd see on our post when we put it on there were, hey, well, just go up north. You can catch all of them that you want up there. You can go up north. Go ahead up north. So oh yeah, why go and up? guess Travel what? a little further. You go a little farther. The people up north are saying, open it up down there because we're tired of you coming up here, and I can't get into a boat's ramp. Which is what people in Tampa Bay are saying now about people from Sarasota. Yeah. You know, they're saying, oh, they're coming up here from down south and catching all the fish because they were affected by red tide. So, you know. So, soon you'll be going down to Naples. It, well, but, even then they'll close it. If yeah. you get any breath of red tide down in Naples, of course, four dead fish roll up on a Naples beach and it's like, <gasps> you know, you're talking it's into the world. Well, it could be because of the river. It could, I mean, they, they got all kinds of stuff. But let me tell you, I looked at some of the Charlotte Harbor. You know, I know. The Tampa Bay fishery is in great shape. I know it, okay? I know Tampa Bay. I know the people I talk to. I know the people fishing out there. I don't know down south, but when I look at the data, their fishery is looking really good in the data. So my thing that I sent them on Friday was maybe FWRI, which is the research institute here, needs to tell these guides where to go fish if they can't fish them because they're finding the fish. But keep in mind, you know, not everybody's input was looked at when they looked at reversing their recommendation to rescind, okay? The guides are pushing this. And I'm going to go back. I'm going to try one more clip. And this, when you you wonder who is, is doing this, um, I like let, the, let, I like these clips that you're doing. I really see, like uh, that. First of all, the, uh, for the captains and CCA ASA, thank you very much for helping arrange things on such short notice and taking time off the water and, and, and your job to, to meet with Gil and I and Tom and, and others. So I uh, really uh, appreciate that. They pulled things together in as short of a, as a day's time sometimes. So. so once again, not looking to the general public, not looking to the general fishermen. Commercial, not, this, commercial. This, is, this resource is in public trust, okay? 
and it needs to be managed for the public as a whole. And yes, charter captains are out there on the water. Yes, they're very organized, and yes, they can help at doing things very quickly, okay? But at the same time, is those charter captains do have a, a, a bias to it. Now, I'm perfectly open to reevaluating slot limits, bag limits, everything through the normal process. The, the decision to rescind the order should be solely based upon whether or not the reason it was put in if we have the data that says we know better. It should be open for all stakeholders, commercial fishermen, yes. regular recreational, everybody, and they do not a good just job a select of that. few. They do a good job of that in the normal in the normal rulemaking process. Not, not it is last, open. Not last week when not they last had that week. private no, little meeting. Okay, People need to know about that. Go ahead, Brayden. And on, on that note, we'll take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay with us. If you want to call, it's 888-404-1010. We don't have to use your name. It's 888-404-1010. We'll be back.